us. Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to look at something and I'm going to show you something in the scriptures this morning, uh, this time of year. I'm going to be on loneliness, loneliness, that's what I'm going to be on this morning. There's a difference in being alone and being a loneliness, did you know that? I'm going to show you the text I'm going to use for, the, for this, it's found in Matthew chapter 1. And now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was uh, found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. We don't really focus on Joseph as much as we should. Uh, what a man chosen to raise the Son of God. What a man he was. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not uh, to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And I looked last week at the fear nots of Christmas, the fear nots of Christmas. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Isaiah said this about a thousand years before Jesus was born. And shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, uh, which being interpreted is, right here is where I want to park this morning. God with us. God with us. Jesus is God. 100% man. 100% God. And God became one of us. Ain't that something to really dwell upon? God Almighty, the Bible said God prepared a body for him, for himself. Why? Because man messed it up in the garden and sin and brought this sin, curse of sin upon us. And only man could redeem us. Well, not just any man, but the God man, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says God with us. And I got to thinking this week, when it comes to holidays times, uh, and this was something that happened real big in 2020, uh, people felt alone, got lonely, um, things associated with loneliness. The Bible says God with us, and God is everywhere. There's a difference in being alone and being lonely. Um, I'm never alone or lonely. I've got Jesus Christ with me. Wherever I go, we sing that song, I hold to his hand. Laying on his strong arm, he's ever with me. I'm never alone. Everywhere we go, we've got the Lord Jesus with us, in us, all around us. I'm never alone, lonely. But people, and during the Christmas time, especially the seasons, uh, the holidays, they they get this loneliness, and the, and the devil puts that on them, lonely. You could be in a crowd of people and be lonely. You could be going out to work every day and, and or living in a home, and you can be a lonely, a lonely person. Loneliness, there's a, there's a curse of loneliness. Um, the first thing God said is not good. God made this and he said it's good. God said this. What's the, what's the very thing? That, the first thing in the Bible, Goble, that God said is not good is in Genesis 2.18. And the Lord God said it is not good. That man should what? Be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And God made somebody for Adam, which was Eve. And he took Eve from the side of Adam. And all, there's so much, there's, that is so deep uh, that we don't even, can't even scratch the surface. Um, but all through the scriptures we see where people battle loneliness. Loneliness. Psalm 25, 16. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, 
For I am desolate, that means lonely and afflicted. And this is the words of the Lord in Psalm 102, 7. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. Psalm 142, 4. I looked on my right hand and beheld there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me, no man. David said this, cared for my soul. Somebody can get this curse of loneliness or this spirit of loneliness on them and they'll think nobody cares for me. Nobody thinks about me. Nobody understands me. Paul said at my first answer, no man stood with me. Paul preaching the gospel. I had people coming and, and hearing him preach and being around him. And Paul said at, at my first answer, no man stood with me. But all men forsook me. Everybody forsook him. He said, I pray God that it not be laid to their charge. And then in that verse in, in Timothy, he said, how be it the Lord stood with me. He was never alone. Job, when all his mess was on, I bet when Job, Job was the richest man on earth. And uh, I bet when he had all them riches, he didn't have no problem having people around him. But when he got afflicted, everybody left him. And he said, my kinsfolk have failed. He said, my own people failed me. He said, my familiar friends, this is in Job 19, 14 through 18. He said, my familiar friends have forgotten me. He said, my family cut out. He said, my familiar friends come out. He said, they that dwell in my house and my maids count me for a stranger. I'm an alien in their sight. He said, I'm, I'm lonely in my own house. He said, I called my servant and he gave me no answer. Nobody even talked to him. I entreated him with my mouth. He said, my breath is strange to my wife. He said, I can't even speak with my wife. That's, this is a man under hard times, isn't it? Loneliness. He said, though I entreated for the children's sake of my own body. He said, I even did this for my kids' sake, and I can't even talk to my wife. He said, yea, young children despise me. I rose, and they spank against me. He said, I couldn't even get little kids to even come and pay attention to me. Well, that's a man there under extreme loneliness, ain't it? And this is something that you've seen people, maybe you've struggled with this. We all, I believe, go through this as part of the curse. What do you mean curse? The curse of sin that's upon this earth. But persistent loneliness. I'm talking about God being with us. Persistent loneliness can lead to depression, anger, fear, fault finding. And people who are alone all the time, they, they, it's hard to talk with, hard, to, hard to, get to, to get to know them in any way. They have a bad outlook on life. Their motivation is lost, and they spiral into what, what I think is a hole of no hope. And it's a curse of loneliness. And, you know, Jesus knows all about that, don't he? Jesus walked through the pastures where the sheep is, and he walked through the palaces where the king is. Jesus was a lowly man uh, born into poverty. And we all, have, we all have times where we feel lonely, or maybe you felt real lonely. Maybe you struggle with lonely, even though you got people all around you. And it's something that can really take a bad impact on, on somebody's life. But God with us. That's what Christmas time's all about. It's not just about toys and all these festivals and what the world has turned this thing into. It's about Christ coming and being with us. Now, I'm not throwing shade at toys. You know, and I praise God when I was growing up, Christmas was a big thing. We didn't get stuff all year long like kids do now. It was a big, big thing uh, to get you some toys and to be with your uh, family and all that. But you can be, you can have all that stuff and feel very, very, very lonely, uh, very, very isolated, and and that's and that the Lord knows all about us. We have, as people, as human people, everybody, like this little baby, Sister Amy's holding back there, that little baby, it it it's got a desire to feel loved. It wants to feel, it needs love. We all need love. 
since John and Missy been bringing a little cocoa around. Look how much he's 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 thrived just just by a family that loves him and coming to church and being with other people that pay attention to him and love him and how he's thriving. We all have that. Everybody, whether you're born in the jungle of Africa or in the hell of a holler in East Kentucky, everybody needs to feel loved, don't they? They need to feel loved. And something else we all need to feel. We all need to feel like somebody understands us. Uh, we all need to feel like somebody understands us. And uh, we all like to feel like we got a purpose, some sort of purpose. Now, when all when one of them three or all three of them get knocked out, somebody's going down a bad hole, ain't they? When they don't feel the old love, don't have, don't feel like they anybody loves them or a need for love, and don't have any kind of don't don't think nobody understands them, and have no purpose, no direction, feel no need for no purpose, bad bad things coming, ain't it? You know Christ when he came into this world, he came to love us. No matter how bad you've been or how good you think you are, Jesus loves us, don't he? God with us. And he understands us. He understands what it means to be betrayed. He understands what it means to have his family go against him. He understands what it means to be, to be lied upon. He understands what it means to have people come after him. Jesus understands everything that you and I could ever go through in this life. That's why the scripture says we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. What's infirmities? That's our weaknesses. That's things about us. He understands us. He gets us. He loves us. And, and he wants us. And you ever say this and think about this, think about God saving you, and you say, Lord, why did you why did you save me? Well, he wanted to save you. That's why he saved you. And you say, well, I'm not worthy. And he says, you're not worthy, but you're worthy in me. Amen. You're a child of the king. If you're saved by Jesus Christ, you're a child of the king. And he loves us. And he need, the Bible said, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Now, what happens in this society that we live in? How do people get this cause of loneliness? There's a curse and there's a cause. Well, how does this happen? Well, first of all, we all got numbers assigned to us, don't we, when we're born. Our society's made us all a number. You go down to the hospital, you're a number. Everywhere you go, you're, we've depersonalized everything in our culture. When they when they when they sit those Jews off, the first thing they did to those Jews during the Holocaust when they got off the train, what they do? They had a they had a fellow there that tattooed a number into their arm because they went by the number that dehumanized them. That made it easier to kill babies. That made it easier to put them in the gas chambers. And a Jew was giving a speech. I was reading this week in the 1970s in a high school up in Michigan. I think it was. And they said, we'll always have to hide because they'll come after us again. Well, what are we seeing in 2023? <coughs> Jews in some of these cities won't even put their menorahs out, won't even celebrate because they're coming after them again. Why, why is that? Why is that? That is satanic opposition. Satan wants to take out the Jewish people. Because why? They're the apple of God's eye. And you know, God gave only this earth, land of this earth, to one person. He didn't give no land to me or you or nobody else. He gave land to Abraham. He said, Abraham, that's your land. And your, your generation will be as many as the sand of the sea. That's the Jewish people. He gave that to the Jewish people. Only one piece of property on earth God gave to somebody else. And that was the Jewish people. Uh, but listen, we we live in a society, they've depersonalized us. You're a number. You go anywhere, you're a number. And it takes away the emotion from it, the person, the, the person of it, like getting to know somebody. Another thing that bring loneliness on somebody's death. I mean, we, you go through death and you, you miss your, your partner, your spouse, uh, people that your friends, your loved ones. You miss them. And uh, it can bring loneliness on them. 
and I'm going to tell you something else that brings loneliness on people. Depravity, sin, selfishness brings loneliness. There are some people, they are so sinful, uh, so wicked, that they build walls up in their life, and you can't be around them. Uh, who, who done that in the Bible? You may think of the reason who done that in the Bible. Cain done that in the Bible. The Bible said in Cain, said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Well, really, he didn't want punished enough. Think about it. God had a lot of mercy on Cain. He just killed a man, buried him. Behold, thou hast driven me out of this day from the face of the earth, and from the face, and from thy face shall I be hid. He couldn't even go to God. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Cain had been so depraved. Cain had been so wicked that uh, he was cast out. Uh, Adam and Eve couldn't deal with him anymore. God wouldn't even deal with him anymore. And you know what he done? He built the city. When you build cities, what do you build? Walls. And sometimes in life, folks, people uh, that are lonely built walls up. They walled out people uh, uh, from people can't get to them because of walls or whatever in their life. And Scripture says a man that hath friends must what? This was Tanya's daddy's favorite verse. Must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. If you don't have many friends, you told on yourself. You're not very friendly. <laughs> I've got too many friends. That's my problem. I guess I'm too friendly. I'm going to cut some of them off. I'm just being mean. But the man to have friends must show himself friendly. you got to be friendly to people. Listen, when somebody comes in here, we want to smile at them. Smile at them. They might not have been smiled at all week. Shake your hand. Tell them to love them. Glad to see them. Encourage them. People need that in 2023 going into 2024 because this world is so wretched and depressed. You know, somebody may come in here on Sunday morning and you say, good to see you. Smile up. They may have not heard that all week long. That's right. They may have not heard that all week long uh, because they, they might live in a bad situation or around a bunch of heathens and they come in here and somebody's nice to them. And thank God, Brother Randall, for 11 years, going on 11 years now, this church, everybody says that church is friendly. Every preacher that ever come in here, we try to help them out, be good to them a long way, singers, different things. We want people to know we love them here. We're friendly to them here. They're going to hear the truth um, because the truth will make you free. But we will love people here. We love these children here. We want these children and these kids here. God's been good to us, dear people. And I see I've been preaching now. The, I got the heat turned on now. Hallelujah for that. Amen. Now I'll sweat now. I was feeling pretty good. I'll be preaching 20 minutes now, Brother Bubby, instead of 50. But anyway. But some people, listen, they, they're so, they've got themselves so, so wicked and depraved. Uh, when Dad was in the hospital um, a few years ago, a fellow came by and seen him. He said, my son won't help me. Uh, with nothing and all this and his son's my age and I know the family situation so he had to get he had to um, this fellow had to get his sister to kind of he had to beg his sister to take him to have some pretty serious um, hospital things done and his son never checked on him or nothing and uh, that's sad isn't it you said well brother Kevin why didn't his son check on him because when his son was my age dad liked to run run around with skirts and go chase the women and do his thing and didn't take care of his son now his son's 50 years old, and he's like, I, he never, he wasn't there for me. I ain't there for him. You said, we well, shouldn't do that. Well, he probably shouldn't do that, Goble, but you can see why things become that way. His dad had built up such a wall that his son said, I, you know what, I ain't fooling with him. 
He never helped me. He wasn't there for me when I was in the third grade. He wasn't there for me when I was in the eighth grade. He wasn't there for me when I graduated high school. He wasn't there for me when I graduated college. He wasn't there for me when I, my children was born. I ain't going to show up for him. That's the way his son feels about it. And his son's a pretty good guy. And he, I, I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying that's how some of these times you see things happen the way they do in people's lives because they've walled herself up that way. And uh, some people was lonely, not only because of depravity of sin or some kind of death or some kind of uh, they, the pers- depersonalized society, uh, sometimes they've been dejected so much in their life uh, that they just, they just wall themselves off that way. They may be a pretty, pretty good person, but they've just been so rejected by society and rejected by people. And not that they've done anything bad. I've, I've known people like that, haven't you? They just, uh, maybe they're, they're whatever, there's something wrong with them or something, and they, they've just been walled off. Uh, David said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. Here's what David said. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Now, are all men liars? David had just got, his, David had just got stabbed in the back, and he was so dejected. He ran off, and he said, all men are liars. Well, all men ain't liars. Some are. Most are, but all men ain't. Right? <laughs> and sometimes people get this in their mind, and they think, well, I've been done bad here, and I've been done bad there, so I'm not going to fool with nobody because everybody's bad. That ain't true. A lot of people are bad and mean and wicked, but everybody ain't. Right? Yeah. Everybody ain't. But we get that way, don't we? Everybody's bad. All bad. All this. No. Uh, they'll get, go, go to a church and they'll get a crooked preacher. All them old crooked preachers. That ain't right. Every preacher ain't a crook. Every church member ain't fake and a hypocrite. That ain't, that ain't fair to say that, is it? But that's the way we get, and we wall ourselves off, and then we don't want to get involved with nothing because we've been uh, dejected about that. But here's what I want to get on this morning, get to this. Uh, there's a cure for loneliness. There's a cure for it. And I just read it to you in Matthew chapter 1. Behold, a virgin, behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. There is a cure for loneliness, and it's called God with us. The Lord, Jesus Christ, there's a cure for this. And here it is. When Jesus came here, what did he do? What, what, have you heard this all your life? When Jesus came, he came and built a bridge, didn't he? He took three nails and two pieces of wood, and he built a bridge that you and me could get to God, right? That you and me could get to heaven. Because there's nothing that we could do to ever get to God or be right before God outside of Jesus Christ. So Jesus came, God with us, to build a bridge. That's what Christmas is all about. God came with us that we wouldn't have to die dejected, alone, forever in hell because Christ built a bridge for us, didn't he? That's what he done. God with us. And don't you just love that name, Jesus? You can say you believe in God, and that really don't offend nobody, but you start saying Jesus, boy, that gets people stirred up, don't it? Jesus. Jesus is such a beautiful name. And Jesus, he loves us. He's so attentive to us. Think about that. He's so approachable, John. You can approach him. You ever know anybody, John, you want to approach, and you're like, I don't know how to approach them. I don't know how I should come at them. You can just, he's so approachable. You can approach Jesus in any way. He listens to us. He's attentive to us. And he's got the authority, Randall, to do something about whatever ails us in our life, whatever bothers us in our life. The Song of Solomon, Goebbels said he's altogether lovely. Nobody has ever been altogether lovely outside of Jesus. Jesus with us. God with us. 
He said, though thy father and thy mother forsake thee. He said, what? I'll never forsake thee. He's a friend, the Bible says, that sticketh closer than a brother. Don't you love the lovely name of Jesus? Jesus. And nothing will stir this world up. Nothing will stir people up more and cause greater controversy than Jesus. They said, Jesus, did you come? He said, I didn't come to bring peace. He said, I come to bring a sword. That's what he does, don't he? He divides. He divides things. He's Jesus. He's got the authority to do something. He's altogether lovely. And he's able to handle anything that ever come in our life. Jesus, God with us. And he came to build a bridge for us to get back with God and be in fellowship with God. What does God want out of us? He don't want our money. It's his money. It's his money. What's he want from us? He wants our fellowship. He wants to fellowship with us. Well, how can he fellowship with us? He can't fellowship with us with us outside of God with us, Jesus. God, there was a bridge that needed to be bridged. Jesus, God with us. So he's the cure for loneliness because the Bible said in Romans 14, 7, no man what? Lives to himself. None of us die to himself. You hear people say, it's just my life. I'll just, will, I'll just be alone and I won't affect nobody. Everything you do affects somebody else. Everything you do. Uh, Brother Tyler, Sister Kayla, Sister Candace, these three little three little kids, two little kids, five. Listen, the devil don't want that little family to do nothing. No, 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 no. He wants to destroy that. The devil don't want Jason Burke here with his family. He'll destroy that. He don't want Randall Tiffany here with these, these kids and his family bringing Bubby. He hates Bubby and Sarah Beth bringing Ellie and little Ron like this. He can't stand it. Laura stops and gets that baby and bring He can't stand that. He's with us, though, ain't he? He's going to take care of us, ain't he? God with us. And everything you do affects them. Affects them, right? Now watch this. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. There's that bridge. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Now, how we go? How are we going to build bridges and help somebody? Uh, Sister Eva put out a while back that I preached a message after her daddy died. Her daddy died in 2020. Well, none of us go to these funerals and all this stuff. So she couldn't have the church support there. And uh, they just, and you know how them funerals was at that time, all that live stream junk, all that stuff. But it's hard time. You know, you want your family there with you. You want your church family, your preachers, your, your singers, your brothers and sisters around you. And she said that I've done a, a message on helping people. And if you'll help people, how it help you? That's funny how God works, ain't it? But here's how you build. Here's how you build a bridge, and I got the I got it laid out like this: B for the building, the bridge. Be aware, be aware. Listen, that there are things that you can do to be helped, or wish you'd been helped. There's things. Be aware of other people around you, and what you can do. Listen to people. Listen. Everybody in here's got problems. Everybody in here's got troubles. Everybody comes in the door today's got afflictions, and when you leave out of here. Everybody's going to come in contact with got their own set of problems, their own set of issues, and their own set of stressors. Don't let the devil get you on an island and say, well, you're the only one. You're lonely out here. You're all alone. God's with you. There's other people going through things. The Bible said 1 Corinthians 12, Paul said this, and we all got gifts that we can do. Everybody here has got something to do. Paul said, now, there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. 
for to for to one is given the spirit the word of wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit what are you saying brother kevin i'm saying i'm i'm saved god's called me to preach god's god's called me to be the pastor of a church that's my gift that's my ability some of you listen if you if you if you're a prayer pray i got a friend in north carolina he's got a little sister sits in his church she don't sing she don't say nothing she's quiet you know what she does She's very faithful. And you know what she does? She keeps a running list of pe people who want something prayed for. She writes their name down and their, what it is. And that's, her, that's what she does. And she's done that for 30 years in that man's church. And she's very faithful. And she sits there and she writes down a running list. And she's got pages upon pages upon pages. And she goes over that list and prays for people. Buddy, that's important right there. That's important. There's people in this church, when you come in, just smile at me. You, man, that's helped me. And I know if it's helped me, you've helped somebody else. That's what, that's what that's your gift. God's give you to encourage somebody. Man, we've all got things to do. Be aware of what God's give you to do and reach out. You say, well, I don't, I'm not really that personal. I'm not really. You, you can smile. You can be friendly to somebody. Everybody can pray for somebody. Amen. 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 I want you to pray for me. I pray for you. Pray. Get, get, how you pray? You talk to God. Be aware there's other people. You want to build bridges? Help people. Help it help you if you're feeling lonely. Be aware of somebody else and help them. Recognize the ways presently the needed help. They, listen, there's nursing homes over that needs help. There's people sick in the hospital that needs help. They's always help things to do with the local church. There's families in here that need help. There's people in here that's got emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs. Mental needs. But there's all ways you can help. Recognize how you can help somebody. Man, I want, I want us to get this. And, and we, for the most part, in this church, I come to church to get a blessing. Well, you've messed up right there. You're not going to get one. Right. You're not going to get a I come down here to get a blessing. Well, you're not going to get it. Come to be a blessing and you'll get blessed. Right? I'm going to sit here, bless God, look like a bullfrog. Well, you'll sit there and leave like a bullfrog. Amen. Amen. Come down there to smile at somebody. Lord, I'm wired up this morning. So I had to move out there and turn that heat on. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes 4 8, for there is, there, there is one alone, and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother. This is what Solomon said. Yet is there no end of all his labor? Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor and breathe my soul of good? This is also vanity. Yea, it is sore travail. If you've got kids, you're to say, "Man, I want I want to raise them up in the Lord. I want to give. I want to put something in them. Not so much in their hand, but put something in their heart. Give them a chance, man. Amen. Give these babies, these kids, a chance to know the Lord and be around preaching and be around people that love them. Two are better than one, Solomon says, because they have a good reward for their for their labor. Praise the Lord for that." For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. There's going to be times you're going, you're going to need somebody to lift you up. There are going to be times I need somebody to lift me up. Amen. That's just the way life is. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. I'm talking about being lonely, buddy. Being alone. You, there's a difference in being alone and lonely. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. You know what's sad? And I've seen it, buddy, as a preacher. And you all have too as a church. These people die and they ain't got a church. They don't go. They they got no connection to a church. And then we have to try to help them through a funeral. They're alone, buddy. 
and we try to graft them in. We try to encourage them to come in. Our neighbors across the road went to do that funeral a while back. Man, they don't know up from down. It's sad. But we try to we try to pull them in. We try to help them. We try to support them. Because guess what? They're going to die too. And every creature needs a preacher. Every creature, everybody needs a church that can help them in some way. Solomon says again, if two life together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? That's right, ain't it? We warm each other up. We help each other. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. But that's one thing to come after me. But you come after me and ten other people, buddy. That's hard, ain't it? Right? What do you mean that, Brother Ken? I'm talking about in prayer. But these people, we need to gang up on in prayer. When they're going through something, we need to get them on our heart and say, Lord, for Jesus' sake, we need to gang up on them in prayer. They need us to help them. They need your help. And, buddy, I tell you what, there's power in that. There is power in that. You say, I don't know about that. Hang around. You, you'll know about when you go through something. You'll say, man, thank God everybody's praying for me. So be, be aware. R, recognize. I, identify ways to help meet, I wrote this down, some needs that you see in people. There's people that's got needs. You see it. Um, you've got resources. Help them. Praise God. Some people need, if you've got some, sometimes it's a blessing somebody comes and gives you $50, $20. It is, ain't it? Everybody ever do you that way and bless you? People's done me that way and it's a blessing. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, in the church God has appointed those able to help others. There's some people, they can't give a dollar bill. There's some that can give, give good. There's some people, listen, they help you just be good, just coming and recognizing you, loving you. Say, I'm praying for you. I support you. Listen, identify that in somebody. Don't just come in. Listen, you don't have to be a chatty, chatty whatever, run around and, and be a social. You don't have to. You'll, maybe your personality ain't a social butterfly. That ain't nothing wrong with that if you're not that way. But be kind to people. Identify, see needs in other people. Some people are just down. Some people have a hard time. See that in them. Recognize that in them. Show them you care about them. Pay attention to them. And then, listen, you got to put it in action. It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to do it, ain't it? The Bible says in Galatians 6, 1, 6 verses 1 through 3, Brethren, here's what Paul said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Listen to me, dear people. Like I was telling this Wednesday night, when we dealt with that uh, situation over there at that other brother's church with them, them men that was so out of order, out of whack, full of flesh, had to be dealt with. I said, that's in me to do that right there. Yeah. Oh, that's in me to be that rebellious entire church all to pieces. It's in me now. It's in you. You say, I'd never yet. Don't never say that. No. Don't never say, I'd never do that because it's in you to be that way. Because yeah. uh, Paul says, consider thyself. You're made out of the same thing I'm made out of. Carnal, wicked, depraved flesh. Right. I always consider your own self. And you which are spiritual restore such one. How you know somebody's spiritual? Well, they shout. Well, you can't tell. That ain't nothing. I shouted at the Reds game. I wasn't being spiritual. Huh? You shout when you watch Kentucky play ball. That ain't being spiritual. You know, some people cry to drop a hat. That ain't spiritual. I mean, you can cry being spiritual. You can shout. I ain't busy. What's, what do you mean somebody's spiritual? Well, do they do the consistent day-to-day -day things in life? 
That's the main spiritual. Just the ungrown consistency of prayer, attendance, faithfulness. That's somebody spiritual right there. Steady, stable. That's somebody spiritual right there. Don't mark spirituality by this uh, a fire show. Amen. Now I'm trying to learn you something this morning. You with your spiritual, somebody that's stable, consistent, somebody that's got, got, a, got a routine in this thing, the day-to-day, I told Tyler last Sunday, just the day-to-day things in life. You get up and you go through life and you just do the little steady things like you're supposed to do. And you try to be faithful in the places where you can be faithful. And you try to help where you can be. And, and you might not get big time recognition or nothing else. But God keeps, listen to me, God keeps perfect records. Amen. He keeps perfect records of what we do for him. And he rewards his, his servants very, very generously. You'll never outgive God, and God will not be a debtor to no man ever. I promise you that right now. God, God, God will help his people. But it's doing those steady little things that we do in life. And here's another thing that I want to say about building bridges and helping people. The Bible says God with us. All these things that I'm talking to you about this, this morning, Christ demonstrated on this earth. Just the steady little things he demonstrated on this earth. Here's another one. Get involved with people. Help people. Get involved. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourself as a man. And we, we hear that. We say, well, here, brother Kevin, go jump on his butt church. No, I'm trying to help you. Get involved with people. Get involved with the local church. Why? Because I'm going to tell you why. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, and 10, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He says, As we have therefore opportunity, and there's plenty of opportunities, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. I'm going to read that again. Let us not be weary in well-doing, because you can get weary in well-doing. I get weary and well done. And you get weary and well done. And sometimes you'll come and you'll say, you know what? I've been very faithful. I'm trying. I just ain't seeing no I just ain't seeing no results. And God says, just keep trying, just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, God ain't getting no results. Well, if you quit, you sure ain't gonna get no results. And the devil wants you to get weary out here, discouraged, and just quit. But he says, For in due season we shall read, if we faint not. You know what fainting is? It's just, just quitting. Jesus said, when the Son of Man shall come back to earth, will he find faith on the earth? That's what he said. What about that little woman praying before that judge, that old mean judge? Will he find faith? Will he find people that's faithful on the earth? Just be faithful. You said, Brother Kevin, I, I, I try to give that church best I can. I try, I try to come on Wednesday, Sunday mornings. I try to support the church. I try to live right in front of my family. I don't have a lot, but you're doing a whole lot right there. That's a whole, what you're doing right there is a whole lot. I try to live right for my neighbors. I, I try to pray, try to have my own personal devotion time with God. That's a whole lot right there. That's, 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 that's walking by faith, ain't it? That's doing, and get, you're involved in other people. And here's another one. Extend help uh, to those that God has brought in your life. Listen to me. I would not be standing right here today had not God put people in my life, through my life to bring me to this point right here. Ain't nobody a self-made man or woman. You do know that, right? Ain't nobody self. Well, ain't nobody ever helped me. That is a lie, Goble. You know that ain't right. 
Somebody's always helped us in life. Somebody diapered you high in, huh? Somebody done said you, somebody done something to feed you, you wouldn't be here. Extend help to those that's helped us in our life. Thank God for people, buddy, that's brought me to this point in my life and people that God still puts in my life. Right. But there's a difference in being lonely and being alone. I'm never alone. And you're not ever alone. The Bible says, Matthew, God with us. The lovely Lord Jesus. He said, I'll never walk, forsake you. He said, I'll go with you all the way, even until the end of the... In the hospital, when you're down there in the hospital, he's right there with you. When Carly used to have surgeries, me and Tanya take her down there. They, you know how they look, row your child or your loved one away. You can just go so far. And they go through them doors to the, to the surgery room. Well, the Holy Ghost could go past them doors. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost could go in there and stand beside that doctor. And the Holy Ghost could direct that doctor's hands. If he's thinking he ain't doing right, he's got that power to go in there and get his hands, do whatever. The Holy Spirit, God, that's Jesus, God, with us. He's got the power to go places we can't go, do things we can't do, affect things. Listen, thank God that we are never alone. Never alone. God's with us. Um, I like this song that we sing in church. I'm a pilgrim. I wrote it down. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger through a strange land I roam. That's us. We're strange in this world. You do know that, right? We're pilgrims. This world ain't my home. I got an address up there. That ain't my home. That's just where I'm staying right now while I'm in this tent, this vessel right here. Who I am is inside this, and it's leaving out of here someday. This, this, this tabernacle that God's gave me, it's getting older. It's breaking down, and if I live longer, it's going to get older and break down, and I'm going to outstrip this and go on to be the glory, right? If you're saved, that's right. And we can, we can take care of our bodies, and, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, and exercising and, and eat right. That's good. We ought to do that and do what we and be good stewards. I'm not, but I need to be. But but and and do what all that we can do. But they're coming today, Garrett Mullins. We're leaving out of here, buddy. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger, and this is a strange land I'm roaming in. And it's getting stranger and stranger, by the way. Often foot sore, worn and weary, as I journey along. Boy, don't that describe me and you? But there's someone walking with me, wheresoever I roam. That someone is Jesus, and guess what? I'm never alone. When you're looking at something that you spo- ain't supposed to be looking at, you're making Jesus look at that. When you're filling your ears full of trash that ain't supposed to be, you're making Jesus hear that. Think about that now sometimes. When you're using your mouth and maybe saying things you shouldn't be saying, think about, Lord, I'm making you hear that. Think about that. There's someone in Jesus, and I'm never alone. I love that song. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. No, never alone. My Savior was with me wherever I roam. I hold to his hand. What? Lean on his strong arm. He ever is with me, and I'm never alone. Christ is the cure for loneliness. And the very number one thing during the holiday seasons is people feel alone, so they try to medicate themselves with drugs, alcohol, partying. They'll act like a bunch of goobers up there in New York up there in New York City, bunch of foolishness. I'm never alone. There's people in thousands they'll, they'll people there's people that'll be in crowds of people, thousands of people, and they're a lonely soul. Lonely soul. I'm never alone because God with us. Emmanuel. 